Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grand Masters and Master Swordcaster, Dragon Rider, and of course, Major Death. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm back, yay! We're all here this week. <laughs> Welcome back, Kat. Thank you. So, do you want to go over last week's poll question? Sure. Last week's poll question, we asked you, do you think Theotar the Mad Duke needs to be changed? We had 34 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with a resounding 66.7% of the vote, you said yes. Theotar the Mad Duke does need to be changed, which works out well because he did, in fact, get changed. 26.5% said no. 5.9% said you weren't sure. So the the eyes have it in this case. Theotar is now five mana mm-hmm. and no longer a menace to the ladder. <laughs> in what Wait, alternate what? what alternate reality are you living in? <laughs> I I was gonna see how that was responded to, and it was about as where I expected it to be. So perfect. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure that that made much of a difference, really, to to be fair. Like, I don't think anyone went, hmm, one more mana, I guess I I ought to take him out of my, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Literally still steals win conditions, so. Well, we can definitely talk about that during the main topic, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. It we is. We definitely shared our thoughts about this card over the last couple of weeks uh, with, with each of you individually, I've gotten a chance to hear, bo- I think both of your thoughts and, uh, and yeah, it'll, it'll be nice having all three of us together to, uh, to talk through what, what the meta looks like now. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the meta, like we said in our main topic, but so first we will move to news. Um, we have a new constructed bundle available in the shop. Uh, it is a seriously sweet bundle. 2,000 runestones, uh, marshmallow Maev rogue skin, tier 2, apple arana demon hunter skin, tier 2, 5 rogue card packs, and 5 demon hunter card packs. Reminder, 100 runestones is $1, so if something costs example 2000 rune stones it means it costs $20 blizzard discloses official drop rates for golden card packs uh for, so for golden cards in, in packs, packs yes it's yeah, it's, 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 it, it, it's, Ooh, it's different no i know i was shocked because someone responded to our thread from 2020 where Celestalon responded to our thread, and then Ben Hearthstone <laughs> responds to the thread, and I'm like, "Wait, what? This was like two years ago." <laughs> so, because there were at that point in time, Deliver was on our show, and right. and um, it we had no idea what the gold drop rate were was so. So when opening packs of cards, you will get a golden legendary card in 
181 packs on average. Golden Epic Card in 71 packs on average. Golden Rare Cards in 15 packs on average. Golden Common Cards in 13 packs on average. Normal Legendary Card is 20 packs on average. One Legendary Card is guaranteed within the first 10 packs of a new card expansion. Then subsequent Legendary Card Drops will follow the above rule. Normal Epic Card in 5 packs on average. Each card back is guaranteed to contain at least one normal rare card or better. Remaining cards will be normal common cards in average of 3.5 cards per pack. I was very wanted to say yeah. that very slowly so that <laughs> so people had a chance to absorb because it's it's yeah. Very, very number heavy. Yes, right? very but number. I heavy. think, I, th- I think the the th- the thing to that jumps out to me, I guess, is obviously I think we knew every card pack has at least one rare or better card, and then you know commons usually. So on average, you're going to get three and a half common cards in every pack that you open. Is, is what this is saying, and more specifically, we got kind of the you know, I think we saw that on average legendaries were dro- were dropping about every 20 packs. We know we had the kind of the pity timer that seems to hit in at about 40 if you haven't gotten gotten a legendary. Uh, I think it's kind of the same with epics. It seems like five is the average, but it can go as long as 10 before you kind of hit a pity timer and tend to tend to see an epic. But one thing we didn't know is how often you actually get gold cards from packs. And I think it's interesting that the common and rare um, are almost the same number of packs. Like you're you're going to see, you're presumably going to see a common card in golden every 13 packs and rare is 15 packs. So it's not really that much of a difference. It's probably because you're guaranteed to have at least a rare in every pack so that's probably why um but epic 71 and then golden legendary 180 packs so so it feels so basically like if you're opening uh you know say 200 packs if you buy like the pre-order bundle and you buy like an extra 100 packs or something you can you're likely to get one golden legendary uh, in, in, in all of that. Um, not guaranteed, but likely to, to get that. And I, I think that tracks, that seems to be when I, when I think about how, you know, my pack openings have gone, I've opened, you know, a little over 200 packs typically is how many I opened for an expansion. And sometimes I get a legendary that's golden. Sometimes I don't. And uh, that that seems to be so. That seems to be about right. I seem to have. I seem to get generally one. Sometimes, if I'm high rolling, it's it's two. But that sounds about right for my pack opening. So that's okay. That that makes sense. That that tracks. So you're getting mine. Yeah. 
When I don't get one, you're getting mine. <laughs> oh, no. Plus that, yours. Is that how that works? About the fact before the show <laughs> that I have terrible luck in pack openings. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be extending into Marvel Snap now as well. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> you're welcome. I'll just say that. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Dragon Rider, does the, the, do these numbers sound right to you? I think so. I think, honestly, the one that does surprise me is the Golden Epic. Uh, it seems like quite a bit of a jump. Like you said, the the common and the rare are pretty close. They're only like a couple packs different, really. Um, but then it jumps from 15 on average from golden rare to 71 on average to epic. And like, yeah, there's, you know, I do think there should be a difference, but that just feels like a huge jump to me. So uh, yes. I, I think, you know, they sound correct off of like my, just my experience off of opening packs. But uh, I think seeing the actual number is like, wow, I did yeah. not realize that Golden Epics were actually that, like that rare. Well, it, and it kind of makes sense in the regard of what they're actually worth. And I'm just, I'm just speaking strictly about dust because a Golden Rare and an Epic are about, are worth the same and a golden epic is worth the same as a non-golden legendary in terms of disenchanting so it would make sense that you would want the epic rare or the uh um the golden epics to be considerably more rare otherwise you'd be able to like farm dust and so, and I don't, I'm not, that's not neither here nor there. That's just making an observation as to why those numbers might be um, a bit more often and then what we might think they would be. So just an observation. So. All right. That doesn't mean we have to like it. It's no, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> I am, it should, it should be, you know, 30. I don't know. Go. I think, I, like, I guess if I'm I with you, guess I would have said that like the golden epics were probably in like half the amount of packs, but this is more than that. So like, if a golden legendary is 180 packs, I probably would have guessed golden epic would be in like one in every 60, but this says one in you know every 71. So it, it's a little bit higher. Like I, I still would have put it up much higher, um, but I don't know. I was just seeing the numbers I think is, is always kind of surprising. Plus then if you look at your collection, like if you're more of a whale, like I've been, you know, you look at your collection, <laughs> you're like all these goldens. And then you realize how many packs that is that you must've opened to get all those mm-hmm. in addition to like your monthly chests and stuff. So I'm going, mm, Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I don't want to see these numbers after all. Well, that's, that's on average. So like some of the times, like, I felt I felt like um, the last ex- or the first expansion of the year journey, like I felt like I was getting epics sooner. Like I keep track of when I hit legendaries and how many legendaries in my packs. I don't do that with epics. Um, I kind of like eyeball it and like I check the collection to see how many more epics I need towards the end. But like, so. I have I I can say like the numbers they're talking about for legendaries 
seem to reflect um, here or there. You know, 20, pa- 20 per uh, a legendary every 20 packs seems to be my experience with, you know, some variants where it goes more towards the, you know, the high 30s on one. And then I get like three or two legendaries in, in under 10 packs. You know what I mean? When you're doing the, the giant opening. So it's like the variance is it seems like it's there. So I think it's interesting to see these numbers, but like I, I it sounds okay, but I don't know from my personal experience because like the only thing I'm keeping track of is legendaries, right? Like I think most people do that because the legendaries are your big fancy cards, but it's like you also spend a lot on epics if you're crafting things too, because that's four hundred a card, and you need two of them, so it's half legendary. So, anyways, let us move on. Uh, okay, well that's that's it for the news. So, what do we have for tournaments, Dragon? Uh, just a couple of like quick bullet points, really. Uh, you know, we've kind of talked already about. There's not a lot necessarily going on for um, kind of big tournaments for standard. Uh, but this previous weekend, uh, which was, what, I think, uh, the 14th, October 14th, 15th, uh, we just had another Battlegrounds Lobby Legends tournament that happened. So if you're interested in that, you know, you can check that out on the Hearthstone Twitch and or YouTube. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's not built into that contract. So the, the Battlegrounds stuff's on Twitch. Um, and then a kind of couple of other, a little bit more personal tournament stuff, but, uh, the Supergirl Gamer Pro is happening right now. We're a couple weeks into the standard, uh, Sway Bay and I have been casting that. Actually, she cast the first week and then, uh, this past Sunday I was joined by Edelweiss, which was, uh, fantastic. Definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, and so that's ongoing, but, uh, it's also pretty cool that, uh, this, this fall season for the Supergirl they have added in a Battlegrounds event. So they have a standard, you know, over multiple weeks. And they also are doing a Battlegrounds couple of weekends as well. And uh, I don't think it's, it's not like officially announced yet. I'm sure it'll be in the next couple of days, but you know, I'm going to start talking about it anyways. And that is, uh, I will also be casting the Battlegrounds stuff as well. I'm not sure who's joining me for Battlegrounds yet, but uh I'm I'm pretty excited to be kind of moving beyond just uh, casting standards. So very uh, cool. Yeah. So battlegrounds yeah. are going to be happening on Saturdays, and then the standard on Sundays. So these last couple of weekends in October, Saturdays, battlegrounds Sunday, and then the championship weekend. Though they're both in the same weekend, Saturday, November twelfth, will be the battlegrounds championship, and then Sunday, November thirteenth, will be the standard championship and the 12th is actually my birthday too. So I get to, yeah, be doing all sorts of fun casting and, and all that stuff uh, during my birthday weekend. And I hope that everyone can come join and hang out and let's, you know, let's watch some competitive Hearthstone and, and hang out and have fun. I'm super excited for it. So I, uh, I've been trying to practice a lot and I hope that I don't, you know, make a complete fool out of myself doing the battlegrounds but <laughs> i'm excited for it so. yeah yeah definitely i i watched the whole lobby legends on vod and i'm like 
they're not playing the same game I am. <laughs> it's like, yes, I, I like we're, we're we're technically both playing battlegrounds, but it doesn't feel like <laughs> I'm playing the same game that they are. It's like insanity. Yes. So very very cool to see. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that and excited to see the uh, Supergirl add battleground to it. That's very cool. So. All right. Well, that covers it for our news. There wasn't a lot of news in tournaments, so <laughs> I guess let's talk meta because last week you guys speculated on the changes and now yeah, we early early impressions because mm-hmm. we it had only yeah. just gone into effect a the end of the previous week so we were mm-hmm. basically like three days in yeah exactly and so now now with cat you're here mm-hmm. yeah we and we've had a whole week exactly to kind of play the game and see what it looks like and and now we can maybe give some more fleshed out thoughts as to as to what the meta looks like now as a result of these balance patch changes which is basically the nerf to hunter uh, the wild seeds getting nerfed, and and the um, the theater nerf. And I say speculate because obviously things were in place, but like it's yeah. kind of speculating and like day three of a new meta to be like, this is how everything. And like it looks, HS replay the homepage looks completely different than it did a week ago. So very cool to see it the does shake indeed. up. So should we start with what what have you guys been playing since the in the last week? What what have you been playing? What have and what have you been seeing? Have you been seeing a lot of one particular class? Has it still been Hunter? I guess maybe that's the first question. <laughs> I think I think both both uh, both both of you were saying you were seeing a fair amount of Hunter uh, leading up to the balance changes. Has there been less? Did did the nerfs tone down Hunter? Uh, in my experience, yes, it is definitely toned down Hunter. Um, but Hunter's still really good. Like it's not Hunter did not get hit hard with a nerf bat, which is good because like the wild seeds are all still extremely viable. Um, the harpoon gun is still very good. Um, so I've seen less Hunter, but when I've seen it, it still functions very similar to how it did before. So like, I feel like that's a good approach as to what I've been playing. I hit legend with spooky mage and then I've been playing, um, ramp druid in, in legend. Cause I've been seeing a lot of, uh, today I've seen a lot of, um, curse imp, or just straight imp blocks. So like, um, yeah, I spooky mage is kind of shaky in that in that matchup. I've been doing well with ramp druid. So surprisingly enough, I've I've drawn and mulliganed well enough to do well in that matchup. So I'm like seven and one in that matchup today. So, well, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah. Dragon Rider, what about you? What have you what have you been play what have you been playing over the last week? And what have you been seeing 
Um, I've been playing a little bit of Legends of Runeterra, uh, Marvel Snap today, <laughs> uh, Battlegrounds. Um, I haven't played as much Standard, uh, but I've been casting it. I've played some, uh, and then I've, you know, doing the casting. Um, and it's it's been kind of interesting. Uh, when I have been playing Ladder, though, I was trying Curse Imp Lock again, because that's what I was using a lot before uh, the changes. And the first several games, like, didn't feel as great. Um, I started hitting a bunch of aggro druids. And I was like, hmm, well, that's yeah, that, not a great that matchup. Match, <laughs> that, match, that matchup, if they get out in a hurry yeah. and they're able to buff. Yeah. I, had, I had an opponent that, that basically played the, the trog on one and uh, then yeah. buffed it every turn. Two, three, four. <gasps> so I could yeah. not kill it and just died on turn four. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's not a great matchup for the Warlock. No. Um, and so then I was like, okay, you know what? En- enough of that. I'm going to switch over. And so then I was trying to play some um, Naga Priest, some like wig Naga Priest, uh, which which was going okay. I think um, my personal preference is I prefer that list over the Bless Priest just because I like having that little bit more stability with more minions. Bless Priest yeah. has less minions, so it, it feels like yeah. if there is, you know, yeah, if you're if you run into stuff that has removal, it's like, well, you lost those like four minions and that's all your deck does. So next yeah. game. Yeah. I uh, like but... I like the the wig <laughs> spam. The wig spam's so much more fun than like yeah. getting to play the wigs twice. <laughs> Well, and you know, even without the wigs, just like you, you feel—at least I feel when I'm playing it—that I have a, a little bit more to do during the game with the wig Naga priest uh, than the blessed priest. So that's kind of my go-to now at this point. Um, maybe switching back and forth a little bit, but uh, I have been still seeing some, you know, some hunter uh, and some some of other curse locks and a little bit of priest. Uh, and in the casting and tournament stuff, paladins, which and, and mages, those have been like the ones that uh, are are definitely included. But um, yeah, I'm still trying to play those. I haven't tried any of the aggro druid myself yet, but that's one that I I do want to give another try because uh, I haven't played it for a little while. What about so you, mage? I've <laughs> I, I've been playing curse imp block and. I feel dirty doing it because like I was <laughs> the one that that was bagging on the curses like nobody's business. But I've actually done since the balance patch last week, I've pretty much played exclusively uh curse imp lock and went from like middle of gold to to diamond five. And and it, it, it works pretty well. I, I I dislike the good players that know how to keep their hand full. And uh, which tends to be the mages and the, the, you know, the ramp druid can do it pretty well as well. Priest can do it uh, pretty well, too. Um, so so those those decks are not the ones. But but yeah, I playing against I've definitely seen less hunters. I've definitely still seen hunter and and hunter was was pretty good. I feel like I've seen a lot of spooky mage, actually. And and so that that deck seems to be pretty good. Obviously, I'm seeing other warlocks as well. Primarily, uh, the ones that are that are playing the curse package. I, I feel like 
when I have ran into a warlock, they tend to be playing the curse package, uh, then rather than just uh, the imps themselves. Um, but yeah, I I guess I was expecting that I would see more like Demon Hunter in that, and I guess the two games, uh, the last two games I I played to get to Diamond Five were both Demon Hunter, but but I feel like I was expecting that I would see more Demon Hunter uh, in the last week, but I really have not seen that class that much. It's been a lot of Ramp Druid, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of Warlock, it's been some Hunter, a lot of Mages, but no, no Paladins. Can't say that I've seen much in the way of paladins. And I, I if I'm recalling correctly, I'm totally you happy about that. You said I will never die to curses, and when yeah. I do, the first time I will post in Discord. <laughs> yep, and I and I did post into Discord you the did? first time it happened. You yep. did, yep. yeah. It was a lot later than I thought it was going to be, but now it's uh, yeah. It's pretty common. Yeah, you know what is incredibly satisfying is when you're when you're playing mage or you're playing something, um, and they can get you down to like two or three health, and then you just play one or two curses your turn, and and you just win the game because it kills them before they that before their turn starts and they can kill you. I I have actually enjoyed that a little bit, and it's been it's yeah been actually a little bit of fun. I mean that's what that deck does, like. Yep. Just that that slow, like that chip in the early game, and that slow incremental, like giant, like it just keeps stepping up, and then bam, like seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. Yep, yep, it is. All right, so we we talked about what we've been playing and what we've been seeing. Talked about the fact that Hunter is still pretty solid. So, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about the win rate chart on on hs replay on the homepage, they list all 10 classes and they give you the win rate over the last 24 hours across all ranks so this is legend as well as all the way to you know diamond through bronze and there are five classes with a win percentage of exactly 50 percent or better it is warlock number one 53.1 hunter 52.3 mage Paladin and Shaman that are just over 50%, and then Druid is sixth, and they are just under 50%, 40.9. That's that's pretty good, because we were talking a couple weeks ago, before the balance patch, that there was like two classes that were above 50%, and everybody else was below. It was Hunter and, and Warlock, like, right? Yeah, yeah, and then last week... Mage had just barely inched up over 50% and now they've inched up a little bit further. Um any of any of that any of that charts surprise you? I mean, we still see warrior, priest, rogue at the at the bottom, which is kind of where they've been over over the last few weeks. Yeah. So, I I would like to mention as well. So, just to reiterate, what mage red is at all ranks? Now, I was just looking at the, if you actually like go in and filter specifically for legend rank and then top 1000 legend wrote, like talking, you said, talking about, you know, difference in play and battlegrounds. What are we looking at in this difference? Because, uh, okay, both legend and top 1k legend tier one, they list as Naga priest. 
That's the only deck in the in there. But then tier two, for legend, you got Curse Imp Block, Aggro Druid, Beast Hunter as kind of the next three. Top one thousand though, Mine Rogue. And then Aggro <laughs> Druid Bless Priest. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because it's like depending on where you're at in the ranks, you might actually be seeing different stuff, which personally I think I love because that that shows the diverse, you know, diverse meta, right? It's not like, oh, Hunter is like the best at all ranks, even at legend all the way to to bronze and and everything in between. Like it it shows that there is a diversity, which I think is super, super cool. Um, But yeah, it's, I, I feel like, for me, the kind of biggest surprise has been the aggro druid uh, that we that we've kind of been seeing up there, and I, I think I probably shouldn't be surprised because of what we already talked about, right? It does so well against the curse imp block, and I expected that to still be very popular. And with hunter maybe slightly slowing down, you know, aggro druid might be able to inch its way in there. But it's really the only like kind of aggro deck that that has worked its way up. So I think for me that's kind of been the biggest surprise. Matt, what about you? Um, like I'm surprised to see Paladin over fifty. Like I feel like, uh, I I sh- I guess I shouldn't be surprised because uh, was it Order in the Court? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That card is uh extremely good especially when like there's like a, the the package where you run uh the jailer and white forge Rag- Ragnaros and then you have up the weapon and then like all of a sudden your minions are immune and all you have to do is to get to t- turn 10 it's just uh it's crazy. I am honestly surprised. I did not think that would be as good as it is. So, like, I am surprised to see Paladin where it is. Everything else seems to kind of make sense. Like, um, Hunter, Mage, Shaman. Shaman's been just a solid deck. Like, nothing too yeah. outrageous. It- yeah, exactly. Just that straight, like middle of the road it does something (laughs) it does something well like the 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 core of the deck being you know the parrots right the the repeated battle cries like that is like the thing that like i feel that makes it like as good it is as it is because if you get a chance to uh repeat denathrius's battle cry (laughs) it can generally just be game ending so like um yeah, so I, I'm surprised so, at Paladin. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it a little bit ago, but it, yeah, I am surprised that Demon Hunter isn't closer to 50%. I, I was totally expecting that when Hunter got nerfed, that aggro Demon Hunter would end up being kind of the go-to aggro deck, because that that deck actually is really good at getting on the board quickly and can do a lot of damage very quickly, and... The thing I like about it is that you have to turn plan really well because you're you're constantly putting cards back into your deck and things like that as well. And and um I just I don't know. I thought that would be better. I thought that like Relic Demon Hunter would probably see a lot of play again. Um because that 
you know, the relic package is really interesting and you could do some pretty nutty things with that, you know, creating the big minions because of the, the, the phantasm, uh, as well as, you know, but drawing a bunch of cards and, and whatnot. Um, I get, I guess I expected them to be closer to 50% or, or slightly above and they're, they're not quite there yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that, you know, as we progress further away from, from these latest round of balance changes, if it, if it can make more strides and get, it, it's at 48.7, uh, currently on the, on the, um, list just below Druid, uh, on that win rate. And, um, it'll be interesting to see if it can get, get a little closer to 50%. I say, I guess, how does it fare against, um, aggro, uh, aggro, or, uh, imp warlock, curse lock. I, I well, honestly, that's, I honestly that's a good, know. that's, that's a Wait, good question. Uh, uh, aggro demon hunter. The aggro demon hunter? Or the, mm. like, the relic, the fell relic one? I think Mage is talking about the aggro version of it. Yeah, the... I, was, I was talking about the aggro, oh, so yeah, if I go yeah. in and do a look at the most played aggro list since the balance patch, and I look up matchups... Against Curse Implock, this Aggro Demon Hunter has a 59.6% win rate against Curse Implock and has a even 50% win rate against just the Imp uh Zulok. So it can beat yeah. it can beat curses. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh the slower demon hunter struggles a bit more versus the curse lock, but the the more aggressive one can do pretty well. And I think a, a big reason for that is that uh, there's a lot of from damage, you know, or from hand damage that's pretty cheap and easy to get out. Like that Warlock just can't, Warlock can't really do anything about it. And it's really mm -hmm. interesting because I, I think, uh, I kind of, I feel like I have wanted to test Viper in decks again uh, because of like more so for Cariel, but you know, if I were to start seeing more aggro demon hunter, I really haven't seen any, and I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about aggro DH, which I thought more people would try it. But uh, like, if you can just remove a weapon, that can help a lot. Or freezing, and I think that's since mage is so popular. I think that's probably a big reason uh, we haven't been seeing quite as much of the aggro demon hunter. Because uh, getting your face frozen, not yeah, uh, turn not after great. turn after turn. And <laughs> yeah, not great for demon hunter. Yeah. yeah, and they and they can freeze face too, so that's mm -hmm. that's kind of yeah. annoying. Yeah. All right, so I we were talking before the show about ramp druid, and you brought up a card. That has been the absolute bane of my existence over the last week playing against Ramp Druid. Mm -hmm. Why are people playing attorney at Maw? Because didn't didn't we just as a community say this card is terrible before before when we were looking at the mini set? Mm -hmm. 
don't don't I remember? Am I remembering wrong? I know Dragon Riders over here doing the Montgomery Burns excellent hand hand gesture. So so somebody thought somebody was the um, the dissenting voice here, but I don't remember that card being particularly good. And yet every time I see it, it's it's silencing a big uh, imp or a big. Uh, you know, a minion that I've just buffed with the with the library, and it really kind of makes me upset. Well, I think that's why <laughs> that's why you're seeing it. There's so many sure. libraries. There's so yeah. many imps going around that it's just like, yep, yeah, you're going to silence minion. It's a two mana one three silence that silences number one, which is really good, and it also cleans up imps. So like. That is one of the reasons why you are seeing it around so much. It's just like it, it it feels very utilitarian and like it just does such a good job at what it does. So I literally literally forgot it was a card and then like I got beat by it and then I immediately forgot it was a card again and got beat by it again uh, with the next ramp droid. Mm hmm. Dragon Dragon Rider, what did you see in this card that made you think it was good? <laughs> I just it's it's so flexible. I just you can target your own stuff or your opponent's stuff. You can you could choose if you want to silence or go for the immune. Uh, I think I feel the same way as well about um, class action lawyer in Paladin. The restriction with that one is that you do have to have no neutrals in your paladin list and just, you know, classy paladin is like not really uh very good, but I do think honestly that like class action lawyer uh makes classy paladin right now. I think it is it is the the payoff and I kind of feel like that about attorney at maw except that it doesn't have that deck building restriction and especially with like ramp druids wanting to put in 40 cards like it it feels pretty easy to fit in and just i don't know having that that at two mana and it has such flexibility just seems so good and and like cat was pointing out i think specifically against imps and the imps that are buffed up from location i mean that just hurts curse imp block so much especially in that matchup where you know, getting out a couple of big things kind of early is how Chris Block wants to win against Ramp Druid. And then now they just have this two mana tool that says, nah, no, you don't get to do that now. Just kidding. No, never mind. It, it just, it feels so good. Interesting. Has, has there been any other cards that are making appearance that, that weren't before? I, I was going through and looking at the, uh, at the car top cards since the since patch twenty four point four point three came out, and actually the top three cards are all locations. We have Vile Library as number one, uh, Nightcloak Sanctum number two, Cathedral of Atonement number three, for for most times played since since the expansion. Um, yeah, is there has has there been any other like? surprise cards that have, that have jumped out to you that you can think of? 
Uh, I'm surprised, like I said, to see White Lord Ragnaros. <laughs> like, like that was a card I sure. did not sure. really ever expect to see again. It just, it's like, it, yeah, that sure is a card. And it did something good. It was good back in the day. But when it turns out you can't kill it, it will continue to heal for eight every turn. And when your minion, minions are immune, they will not take damage. So they will not be targets and you will continue to take half damage. So, like, that's a card I was very surprised to see because I was like, I kind of forgot about this card. <laughs> Do you have anything? Yeah. I feel that same way about Varian. I completely forgot that was a card. <laughs> and then I think with the I mean same thing, right? With the with the Light Lord and, and Jailer. It's it's not being run in every list, but I think just the slight increase even in paladins overall, especially like I said, in tournament stuff. Uh yeah, people are playing Varian and, and some slower stuff again. And I I think uh, Varian has kind of surprised me. It's like, oh yeah, that that card exists because we didn't really see it for a while. That is, uh, that is a card that actually exists. Yeah, I yes, would not have even remembered that. The other one is Devourer. I think we're starting to see decks running like Double Devourer again. Even Hunters, like people are running Double Devourers and stuff in Hunters again now. I'm like, what? <laughs> wait wait I, I thought we kind of got rid of that card a little bit and now it's coming back i'm like oh all right yeah that that's the thing uh games are going a little bit longer now all right so we put it put off the elephant in the room the mad duke in the room if it were uh it's it's interesting so i'm looking at at the like percentage of decks that theotar is in now and he is down to only 30.7% of decks that are that are having their games recorded on HS replay. Prince Renathal, by the way, just just for your for your knowledge, 46.6% of decks. Um, these are neutrals and, and they do kind of go together. I think if you're playing a 40-card deck, you're almost always going to include Theodar. Um, even even though he's been nerfed. Um what do you think? Have, have do you feel like you've seen him less? Do you do you think he doesn't have as much of an impact now? As a result, no. did the nerf do its job? Dragon Rider, you're nodding your head no. I'll, and I mean, I, I'm looking at these like you do, right? You pulled up the the list of cards. You can order them in number of or percent of decks that they're in, and at Legend, that percentage goes up from what you were reading as well. So, like, yeah, in this, Legend, this is Theotar all is in 41% per, of decks. That's still quite a lot that Theodore is in of those decks. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I talked extensively about this. I feel like that it needed to go up by two in order to kind of make that difference and and really kind of only show up in the certain decks that wanted to play it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think as much aggro is surfacing. And I think that's, that's the reason we're still seeing a ton of Theotar. Makes some sense. Kat, what do you think? Uh, I could, would 
if you told me that Theotar had gotten nerfed, I don't think I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I oof. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's I, a big oof. There, yeah, right? it just does not. It does not feel like there's really any difference there. It's just no, yeah, that's Theotar's still there. Like, I don't know <laughs> what they thought was going to change, but uh, apparently not as much as they might have anticipated. So, like, it still does something extremely powerful, and I, I don't know, like. I, I'm like, it just doesn't feel any different to me. It feels like the deck is exactly where it was before. So, or so the, the card. S- sorry. Yeah. So, so I would say that it felt like at least early on, right after the the nerf, that it did not feel like I would. I I felt like I was still seeing a lot of Renathal decks, and as a result, it felt like I saw kept seeing Theotar, uh, because they had the room to to include include the mad duke i i would say yesterday and today when i was making my final push to diamond five mm-hmm. uh, i faced less renathal decks which meant i did not really see a theatar i don't think at all and okay. so i i think it kind of depends on where you're at at ladder like the higher up the ladder you go i think the more you're going to see renathal you're going to see Sire Denathrius, and you're going to see Theotar as a, as a result of it. Um, and I'm not Legend yet, so so you know I think there are, I think some people kind of outside of Legend, you know, the Diamond ranks, you know, maybe there's a little bit of fatigue there, and there's so there's trying they're trying some different things. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if it continues to be over forty percent. If you look at like diamonds through legend or, or just all of legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's weird, right? Because like rogue is <laughs> like dragon Rider said, rogue is number one in, um, uh, in yeah, legend ranks right it's now. It's the top of tier two in top one K legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I doubt Mine Rogue is running Theotar, so... <laughs> yeah. No. No. I don't think <laughs> Definitely so. Definitely not. <laughs> so it's 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 weird, right? It feels weird to me. So uh, it's still good. It's still in the Renathal decks, but there's not much else than that. So, like, it didn't hurt the Renathal decks at all. So it's like you still have the 10 extra cards. He cost one more... And he's still worth every penny of five mana. So like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm not taking him out of my deck. He's he's still fine. He's still very good. He can still steal win conditions and make per- turns opponent or um uh real awkward for my opponent. So like, it's just like, yeah, it it doesn't seem to make a difference. You know, one thing I will say, I know we kind of already talked about Hunter a bit. We're talking about, like, surprised or not surprised or what we've been seeing. I actually, (laughs) I did not expect the Theotar change to make much of a difference. But on the other hand, three 
things getting hit in Hunter, I expected a much bigger change with Hunter. Mm -hmm. And I was, I've been kind of surprised that, you know, like, like you both were saying earlier, it still feels like pretty decent. It's still out there and it can still kind of do the same things. It still has very similar play, but like I was expecting it to have changed more than it did with, uh, with it getting three different changes. Yeah. I, I, I think it's because maybe that it got the like the wild seeds feel like it's more of an indirect nerf because you never knew what you were going to get with the wild seeds. And and so like it it, it doesn't feel like it's as strong a nerf. I mean, I don't think they were as strong a nerf as they they maybe could have been. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. I think I think it's one of those things that like. If you are one of those people that looks, hey, Hunter got nerfed, I should switch to something else. Then you, you know, you switch to something else. But it, like, if you were one of those, I'm curious to see if Hunter still works and you played it, you were probably like, eh, this isn't that bad. This is, this is pretty much like it was before. And so like, you're seeing if you, if you look at some of the top played decks since, since the, uh, since the balance patch. You know, a lot of these are, you know, you've got a lot of curse lock, but but there's still a good number of games with Hunter, and and like it's it's primarily this this Beast Hunter deck, and and it it yeah, it's not fifty four percent necessarily anymore, but it's still above fifty percent, and it still has a pretty well rounded matchup, so you feel like you've got a chance in a lot of games too. Yeah, definitely. So it's so one class that still seems to be in witness relocation is that of warrior. Um, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Warrior, warrior. We talked about potentially needing some buffs in order to see play. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't enough. Their warrior still is at the bottom rung of the of the HS replay chart at just under 45 percent win rate it does better if you if you climb up the ladder a little bit if you start you know filtering by certain sections of the meta and, and i think the games like with the with like the charge warrior or like the enrage uh uh stuff there are games where that thing can look really powerful mm -hmm. and then there are games where it just doesn't feel like you're doing anything if you draw exactly what you need when you need it, like yeah, that yeah. that deck is who straight fire. But when you don't, you don't have anything to do, and there's no way to draw it, and you're at the mercy of RNG. So the deck doesn't do itself any favors. I feel like, and that's kind of the the main issue. Is there's no draw engine to keep it up. So it just seems very uh, counterintuitive for the deck, unfortunately. Like, I'm honestly surprised that you said it's at almost 45% win rate. <laughs> like, I would have expected, you know, 37, 38 or something. Yeah, like... I know. That seems a little bit high, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's weird. I I joked before we uh, started the recording. I was like, I thought they took Warrior out of the game completely because like I just 
I haven't been seeing it like at all. And it's, uh, you know, I, I'm always hesitant when we have things like this because now I'm like, oh gosh, what's going to happen with the next set? Like then warrior is going to flip the script and then be like the most powerful thing. And I'm going to be upset because I don't like playing against it or something. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should just like enjoy this time, not having to play against a warrior and a crap ton of armor. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely very interesting. I'm really surprised that they didn't kind of do a little bit more buffing than they have, but I don't know. Yeah, they, it feels like know. we're it feels like we're kind of probably this is what we've got until yeah. until the um the new expansion. Until the next yeah, yeah. the new expansion. Yeah. I mean, it feels Unless balanced, some right? Sort of like event type thing again. I don't... Oh, don't no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Doom in the tube, bring no. it on, they yeah. Could. This was around the time that they did this, so you know, it's, yeah, they're alluding to patch stuff, and that's why they didn't yeah. change things as as much as they did. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, I, I don't know. I I feel like if they were to do that again. That they definitely learned their lesson from. I would from hope things, so. Uh, from the reactions previously, so I'd imagine they they don't quite do it the same way. But I, I feel like that could be a possibility. So like maybe they maybe they have something coming. You know, like they know what's coming up. So maybe, like you said, maybe it's just kind of like a, well, just like leave Warrior as it is right now until we kind of get to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just please don't don't utter that name in my presence ever again. I'd like to forget. I didn't, I didn't say the name. Technically, yep. you did. I, I did. just said I an did. event. <laughs> I did. I I pushed the button. I hammered the button repeatedly. Uh, I don't I don't need that button in my life. So I just I you know what? Okay, if we're talking about that, just just throwing this out there. I would love to see some fun event thing that's kind of like the dual class arenas, but mm-hmm. like for a different thing that's not arena. Because <laughs> I don't really play arena. You know, give me, give me some other like fun thing like that that makes me want to go play the mode. Anyways, okay. Okay. So. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, the me- I feel like to wrap this up, the the meta, like just looking across all ranks, it feels fairly balanced. You know, even like Warrior being the only class right now that seems to be out of a viable um, archetype, right? Like I know you can play Enrage or Damage Warrior or whatever we're calling it, but like... Um, it feels like it feels like you can play pretty much any deck, and at least there's one archetype that will take you pretty close or above a fifty percent win rate, and that wasn't the case before. So like now it's just like I feel like the the meta's in a a good groove, and like I think people are gonna keep working on the meta. So so yeah. Okay. Rider, any final thoughts? Um, I I honestly have kind of felt like the the meta is balanced, but I haven't been having fun playing it, and I 
feel like I have had less and less fun as uh, this like this year has progressed in game, like since rotation. I just kind of feel like I've had less and less fun. But I feel like the balance has become more and more balanced. So I, I, I felt that before. So I'm not, uh, you know, it's, it's not a new feeling. Sometimes when it's the most unbalanced is when it feels the most fun. But I'm also just, I'm not a fan of like the slower, grindier decks personally for my playstyle. So that's probably another contributing factor as well. But overall, I do, I do think that the, the changes at least do feel like they made some changes in the meta. So I'm happy about that. And I'm a control player. I kind of wish Theotar, or not Theotar, but Renathal gets the uh, Genbaku treatment. Like... I think it's a little too much to to mess with the formula of the game. Personally, I would, and I'm, this is coming from me, who is a control player at heart. And like, I've been playing Granithal decks since they came out. But like, at the same point in time, I'm like, yeah, I think I'd rather have 30 card decks at 30 life again. That would be nice. So that that's a hope that's a hope <laughs> okay so mage do you have any final thoughts before you take us into our poll question no okay no i i i would say i would say that i'm not necessarily enjoying the meta right now that's fair i i i think that um i feel like there's just been too many cha- too many changes this year and i've had a hard time keeping up with them and like it feels like it takes me a long time to find something I like, and then as soon as I find something I like, it gets nerfed. And so, yeah, I it it's it's been difficult. And I'm gonna keep plugging away at it, but I could also see myself taking a little less, you know, spending a little more time doing games other than Hearthstone. If I if I'm being totally honest, Marvel yeah. Snap, Marvel Snap just came out today. I know. We, sh- we should all do that. Okay. Anyway, yes. I, I had fun I, with it. <laughs> I would be. I I wish there was a desktop client for it. I know you can like emulate it and play it a different way, but I'm like, there is a PC Steam too. Oh, is there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep, there is a there is a PC version available through Steam, an early access yeah. version of. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll start playing it on there too. I. There was there was a big I I've been in the beta and there was a big stink about the monetization very early on in the game and that's when I stopped playing cuz I was like no I'm I'm not interested in this and then apparently they fixed it and like walked that all back so like yeah I I'm willing to give give the game another shot so it's and they doubled down on it today. They said that going forward, they're not going to do a big Nexus type event anymore. They're going to do things with variants. They're going to do things with the season pass uh, to make those more enticing. And those are going to be the primary ways that they're going to monetize the game going forward. Sounds good to me. So, yeah. All right. So, Mage, what do we have for this week's poll question? All right. So we... We talked about what the meta has looked like over the last week, what we've been playing in that. So we want to know from you, do you think the meta has improved since the latest balance patch? Yes, it's better. 
It's about the same as it was, or no, not really. Vote, tell us what you think, and we will share the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can find follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. And you can find myself on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat K-A-T. Um, and Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash alkaline cat, all one word. Dragon Rider, what about you? You can find me on Twitter, Donnie DK, that is D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And uh, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. Dragon Rider, TCCG, talking all sorts of different card games. And uh, on the awesome other podcast and show that I do, the TCCG Roundtable, where uh, my fellow co-host Itachi and I bring on guests each week to talk about all the different things going on in uh, the card game uh, sphere, universe whatever we want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) And Mage, do you want to take us home? Sure. You can find me talking about Hearthstone. Now you can hear me talking about Marvel Snap, as well as Diablo and other games that I'm playing at Mage of Death. And on my other podcast, we talked the She-Hulk TV show, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. We went, the final episode was last week. So we shared our thoughts on that. Spoiler alert. It's pretty good. If you haven't seen it, want to hear more detail than that, come check us out. We are on Twitter at Comics Overtime. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Boom. Snap.